This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. The Black Fat Femme Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio and Dr. John Paul, LLC. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the BFF Podcast. My name is John, also known as Dr. John Paul. And I just want to know when Costco plans to bring back their cakes because a bitch (laughs) is in need. The world ain't ain't been right since they took it away from us. And that ain't fair. Costco cut their cakes? What in the dystopia? Okay, I'm not, I'm not a Costco <laughs> member, but even I feel this pain. We need to organize, bitch. We need to gather. Yeah, we need to we march do. into their stores and shut them down and say, we will not shop at thy Costco until they give us thy cakes. We definitely <laughs> need it back. How are you, Joho? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, John. Thanks for asking. Hello, fam. I'm Jordan, or Spooky Girl Joho today. And I'm crying <laughs> pumpkin seeds because it's officially the end of spooky season. And I just have one question for Earth and the Stars. Why is October the longest month, yet feels like the shortest one? I don't like it. Yeah. Mother Nature, get yeah. together, bitch, because <laughs> I just, I can't take it. 
Mm-mm. What is it, JT? Who said I don't like this? Yeah, I like That's this. literally. I, like this. I, like I don't this. like this. That's on period. Yeah. I like well, this. with that being said, I'm dying over you saying you're crying pumpkin seed <laughs> um, because we are recording. For those of you who do or don't know, we are recording the day of Spooky, yes. um, which is October 31st. But this episode's going to come out a little bit later. <laughs> but with that all being said, it is going to be a really good episode because speaking of marching, Joho is right in the right lane. Um, this week we have another very special guest with us in our third seat. This isn't our first time working together. So I did want to give kind of this background as to how me and Odessa kind of became friends slash how we kind of got into the world of working together a few weeks ago. Um, if many of you follow me on social media, you'll see that a table read was done in support of this guest and their, um, yes. their platform for Congress. And with that being said, this, this show kind of feels like a reunion of sorts since it's only been about a week and a half since I've seen them. Um, they are not only a BFF holding down the political game, but they are also changing the ways we think about representation when we talk about politics and Congress. So mm. with that being said, this week, we want to give it up for the one, the only Odessa Kelly yes. who is in the building. Thank you so much for being on the show this week. How are you, Odessa? I am well. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm really excited for you to be here. How's your week been? It is hectic. It's busy. You know, 24-7 out knocking doors, getting people out to the polls. Mm -hmm. You know, we got a real chance to uh, show up and make some history here and save our communities. And so we're all about anything uh, that means getting people to the polls. Yeah, I definitely feel you on that. And mm. even though we don't live in Tennessee where you are polling, um, I know that a lot of kind of the same thing here. There are a lot of black and brown folks in my area who has been out here knocking on our doors trying to get us. And I'm like, oh, already filled out my ballot. You ain't got to worry about me. We voted for you. <laughs> you got you, boo. Um, and so I'm really excited and really happy to see this. You know, like I said, I'm, I'm glad to be on this wave of what could potentially, but I'm also going to speak it into existence. What will be a historic moment for you? So with that being said, um, you know how we always do over here at the Black Fat Fam Show. We always start our show off with uh, this kind of top of the segment with Still Here and I'm 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 Still still Here. here. (laughs) (laughs) And the question of the week that we are asking, uh, we wanted to know, what has been the best advice that you have gotten this month or even mm. this year? Um, I'll go ahead and start first and then I'll throw it to you, Odessa, and mm. then we'll throw it to you, Joho. But I know for me, my therapist, thank you, Lindsay, has told me um, or actually had shared with me at the top of the year that I deserved softness. Mm. And that has followed me on so many accords because as somebody who is a perfectionist, um, or recovering perfectionist. I said that last week. I'm a recovering mm, perfectionist. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm constantly trying to redefine what it fully means to look like me and to be me in a world that's constantly telling me that I have to do more or exceed more. And then mm-hmm. often it comes back on me being harder on myself about not getting or doing the things. And I'm sure Odessa, you probably can feel that because mm-hmm. you're not just doing something small, right? You probably feel this pressure to be more and have to show up a certain way. And so this notion of being soft, um, I've realized that it's something that I have to work on day to day. And so with this notion, like every day I'm reminding myself, what did Lindsay say about being soft with yourself? And it's not soft in the sense that I'm talking about being emotional or being, you know, you know, it's it just basically being kind to myself, mm. being more gentle, if that's the word. And so I wanted to know, like, for, in your case, Odessa, I know you've probably had a lot of people in your ear. What has been some good advice that mm. you've gotten in, in the last couple of months? 
I will say, um, don't let anybody lie to you. And when you're in a position, mm. you know, I am an openly mm. gay black woman in the mm-hmm. South running in this position. And um, I also think I'm at one of those turning points in my life. I just turned 40 years old. Yeah. And, and uh, a lot of growth has happened. And I will say that imposter syndrome creeps up a lot with me. You know, I'm just a working class chick <laughs> from the hood <laughs> doing everything yeah. I possibly can to save my own life and the life of my family and my base. Right. And mm-hmm. I'm blessed to sit in this position. But I'm a lot of around a lot of people now and move in and out of a lot of circles that are a lot different from the circles that I grew up in. Mm. And I will say, um, I hear a lot, this is an uphill battle, you know, ever since they gerrymandered our districts and saying, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people are like, why are you doing this? And I sometimes will buy into that and think that I am the uh, greater fool for thinking that I can have a change or an impact on my community. Mm-hmm. And, uh, one of uh, my older cousins, you know, who's known me my entire life, told me that you're not the greater fool. You are fully leaning into your growth. And a part of that is vulnerability. Yeah. Mm. And that is exactly what the country needs. You know, so don't I think that has been some of the best advice uh, in some of the tougher moments of this race that I've leaned into, you know, that uh, me leaning into my growth has has elevated me to the point to where I can mm-hmm. be in a position to have an impact on our communities. Yeah. So basically don't lie to yourself. You say, right. don't let exactly. people lie to you, mm-hmm. but don't lie to yourself. That's what I heard. That's some good ass advice. Dessa. Thank you so much for sharing and that really? with us. And thank you to your cousin. And, yeah, and those nails are on fleek, oh, by the way. You. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We keep our nails done over here. We he don't, we don't, say every we don't, don't do. We don't keep our nails like done. Have this a brown on Wednesday too, so thank you. <laughs> yeah, we go get our nails did. What about you? <laughs> one thing about us, we don't get our nails. This is one thing about us. One um, thing about us. <laughs> I love, I love all this advice. And honestly, John, mm-hmm. to the point you made about softness, it makes me think of one of our first episodes where we talked about sensitivity. And I know you made a point of like not soft as an emotional, but like I'm seeing soft in the context of sensitive. I think they go hand in hand because when we embrace yeah. our sensitivity. We're able to experience some more softness for ourselves and others or gentleness for ourselves and others. And so, yeah, I love, love the journey for you and honestly for all of us. And, and this, uh, such great advice of don't let anyone lie to you because <laughs> that's something that uh, I've experienced a lot in my life as well. So <laughs> I, I don't need to know all that, but I'm like, I know, I know, I know that was like, um, yeah. the best advice I've gotten recently myself, I would say is that not everything has to be urgent. Um, mm. like working in nonprofits and being in activist spaces, like there's this pressure to be urgent in response and action. And sometimes that actually, thank you, <laughs> that actually isn't the most oh, yes. conducive to sparking change. Like obviously it's a case by case basis. Like there are some things that do require urgency in action. But one thing, like one thing I think about is folks' perception of media. Um, one, I wish people would just stop saying the media for everything. Cause sometimes I'm like, y'all like, with someone, as someone with, with a journalist background, there is a reason why there's a reason why this exists. So, like, just in the media isn't really helpful to anybody, but okay. Um, right. But there's this there's this perception that news needs to be incredibly urgent while also being fully factual and authentic and direct. And it's like you don't understand the agility that it takes to hold all this so delicately. And when we see how often the urgency, and we see often how the urgency negatively impacts the story 
or or yeah. you know like it leads to, 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 to misinformation um urgency often like often leads to context being left out it often leads to more more issues being started so urgency is not always the best for us imo and that's when i for sure thought a lot, lot about myself and how i respond and act to things and like if people are like hey jordan i would love for you to say something about this i'm like no girl I'm I'm gonna sit. I'm gonna sit for a few days. Come back to me a few days and see what I'll see what I think about it then. Mm-hmm. If she's still popping off, maybe I'll say something. But until then, like I'm gonna just chill. Yeah. Well, I mean, and also to the idea that when you are wrong, the 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 wave of the backlash oh my about God. being wrong. Yeah. Right? People are always so quick to want to be the first to say yes. or to have an opinion on something, and then oftentimes they end up with egg on their face. And I think that's the yes. thing that I'm really. Im- Im- like I'm always very intentional about these days is making sure that I mm. see everything before I say, I saw this happen for six days. Yes. Now I'm going to go ahead and speak. <laughs> that, I absolutely, oh, go ahead. I absolutely resonate with that as well. Someone else coming out of nonprofit uh, work, mm, yeah. you know, uh, it is the number one factor of burnout. Mm-hmm. Um, this thing where we rush people to do stuff and always in a constant mm-hmm. state of urgency is not a tool of the oppressor, mm-hmm. you know, very once, much I were, once it was framed that way for me, Joho, Joho, I was right there with you and seeing it the exact same way. Mm, so, and, and also too, yes, that's why I'm always pushing people. It's better to be prepped and prepared, yes. you know, than to just push something out there, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. yes. Agree. Yeah. I, I'll say this and then we'll, we'll have to take, to, we'll have to go to break, but I will say that I think the biggest thing that I've seen is that a lot of people are reactive instead of proactive. Yeah. And I think that's, the biggest issue around a lot of things, especially when we talk media, when we talk about working in nonprofit, even working in education, there's always mm-hmm. this reactive versus proactive. And it's like, if you actually had a plan, you wouldn't have to be running around like a chicken with your head cut okay. off. 100% my tribe. So now you look nuts because you're tired. You're running yourself raggedy. Yes, we are all on the same wave here. But with that being said, uh, one of the things that is rightfully urgent is our upcoming midterm elections and the opportunity to vote. Yes, ma'am. Uh, and so after our break, we're going to come back with our special guest and discuss mm-hmm. the political power of BFFs and why y'all need to make sure your ballot is ready to go. More in a second. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. The wait is over. The Shy returns May 10th on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. Hey fam, we are back. And before we dive into conversation with our amazing and special guest, we want to take a moment to encourage listeners to vote in the upcoming midterm elections. The midterms are on Tuesday, November 8th, which may be the day this episode comes out. I believe that the midterms are arguably most important because they decide who takes up space in our Senate and our House, which affects how laws are made and passed, includes measures or propositions for, thank you, (laughs) measures or propositions Mm -hmm. for our states, such as California Prop 1, which focuses on legalizing abortion rights and making them a part of the state constitution. Now, I'm not telling y'all how to vote, but I am encouraging each of you who listens to research what your state or city has for measures and your candidates for Congress, as well as hitting up multiple sources, can't stress this enough, multiple sources to really get a full grasp on what you're voting for, who you're voting for, and how you're voting. So stay informed and vote, fam, because it really are all of our lives in some ways do depend on this. Okay, now I pass it, yeah. to, now I pass it to John for our amazing special <laughs> guest. So I was going to say, child, if this was an actual visual podcast, I'd ask uh, Chris to put that little rainbow over with the little uh, star that says, the more you know, because, yeah. girl, you did that. You read that down, honey. You did that. I live. Um, but you are so right, Joho. And I think it's very cool because, one, again, getting to be able to talk to somebody who's really in the trenches and it's not enough. You know, we can sit behind the mic all day and we can go back and forth about what's at stake. But I think having somebody who's actually in mm-hmm. it, like actually doing the work around trying to change the system is so important. And that's why I love having you on the show today, Odessa. And so um, I wanted to throw it to you, Odessa, because voting mm-hmm. isn't something that is, you know, that isn't something that is just political, right? Obviously voting is important. Um, but I think there's a, a a really big piece for us to talk about here, right, is the the being in the know because of who we are. And so so tell me a little bit, what made you want to get into the political game and more? Why should we be paying more attention now more than ever to what is going on around us? Mm. John, absolutely. I, I got in this basically out of desperation to save my own life. I was frustrated. Mm-hmm. I was depressed. 
You know, um, when I got out of college, I started working for parks and recreation. I was a city employee in Nashville. Um, I didn't think I was going to be doing this work forever, but six months on the job, I knew this is that was the job I wanted to retire doing. My yeah. job was literally doing Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, flag football, youth basketball uh, games, arts and crafts. I would hang out with the seniors in the uh, daytime while kids mm-hmm. were at school and I had a great time doing it. You know, I would build intergenerational programs uh, to uh, make sure that our seniors were interacting with our youth. In the afternoon, I'd high five the teachers, you know, and I ran the best after school program in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, I love my job. But the crux is I was yeah. check to check for a job mm. that required me to have a degree, you know, um, for a job that the city has deemed important because it is a right. city service. It is literally the right. one part of government that everyone loves, parks and rec. <laughs> I am looking check to check in one of the fastest growing cities in America. Mm. Mm-hmm. My the, the hood that I came out of is the case study of gentrification. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And I am now seeing poverty doing adult lens. You don't understand really what it is when you grow up in it, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Doing a, right. Through an adult lens to see that the system is actually working the way it was meant to work. work and a lot yeah. of this is public policy that are keeping barriers on our communities and keeping us behind. You know, mm-hmm. I am seeing the school to prison pipeline in action every day. I am going to court to be a character witness for one of my shorties who may have stolen a car. And I'm not giving an excuse to say that they didn't make, you know, uh, about a bad decision they made. But no one ever asked John or Joho why they stole it. Mm-hmm. 95% of the time, the children <laughs> who I was, I was uh, mm-hmm. dealing with, they did this because they have looked at that eviction notice sitting on their mama's table for three mm-hmm. to four weeks, you know, and they see what their other friends' mothers are doing to keep money coming into the house, and they would be damned if they let their mama do the same thing. Mm, so right. they go out and steal cars thinking they can get two or $3,000 and they can fix the economic burden that's upon their mm-hmm. whole family. I um, told you what I loved about my job, Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, all the leisure services, but the crux of my job became passing out food boxes, food mm-hmm. boxes, three to 400 a week to people who mm-hmm. I was in study groups with at Tennessee State University. Shout out to HBCUs. Yes. These are people who, who chose to become social workers. These are people who chose to become teachers, paralegals, all the things that make our city the it city. And that's just in that's respect of any city that make the cogs turn. Mm-hmm. Right. Yet these yeah. are the people who are struggling and living mm-hmm. check to check. All of these things happening. We got a housing crisis in that I can't afford to buy a home in a hood that I grew up in because of gentrification. Right. Mm-hmm. All of these things. Plus the fact that in one summer, I lost five people, five young people who I love mm. very much to gun violence. Mm. <laughs> and I couldn't, I didn't even know I was depressed until I walked into a meeting one day and they started talking about the three things that were having a, a huge impact on my life and everyone else's. We got a housing crisis going on in the urban core, which is happening in every city in America. Mm-hmm. People, mm-hmm. it's not the fact that people don't work because everybody in my hood works we are underpaid for the work Mm -hmm. that we you know highly underpaid for the work that we do and the third thing is there's a criminal justice issue and we don't know how to hold people accountable for the things that we need 
At that time, yeah. we had two unarmed black men get shot in Nashville, Tennessee, and we're all looking at each other like, how are we going to deal with this? So those things led me to say, we need advocates out here who are living these experiences, who are directly plugged in and connected to the communities that are being directly affected. And that's how I got into becoming a, a politician. It was literally me as I became an activist and an organizer, thinking about what is the next step I need to take to become a better organizer. Mm. In, during the COVID, during the pandemic, um, um, in 2020, that was about my sixth, seventh year being fully in, in, entrenched into activism and organizing work. And me and my allies, and, and we were doing really good work. And um, burnout, a lot of it from what Joho was talking about earlier, this, mm-hmm. this sense of urgency and constant rushing. I, don't, I honestly cannot tell you the last time I took a, 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 a real vacation. And self-care is a thing that I am going to have to start to learn as of November 9th. You know, I just want to be very honest about that because Mm. I, that is a weakness of mine. It's a place where I fail and I need to get better at that. But all of those things had me thinking about what do we need to do to get the hopelessness out of our communities? Because with all the good works that we, we have done, when I say we, not just my organization stand up Nashville who did, social and racial justice work through an economic lens. Got the Equity Alliance here in Nashville. This is five black women who got together with $250 and have changed the game of civic engagement. Mm. You got mm. Turk, which is the immigrant rights community here. You know, we have our LGBTQ community who's holding it down. All of us together, we're doing good work, but it's not enough. And the reason is, is because we don't sit in the positions of leadership and power to get all these good things that we have packaged together over the finish line. You know, so either once I recognized that and understood that that was our weakness and also our opportunity, I wasn't going to be one of these people who comes a victim of it. And Mm. just all this work doing good and well, we haven't done everything else we need to do. I said, I'm going to sit in a position of leadership to ensure that when we get all these dominant narratives packaged up, like Build Back Better, you know, the Equality uh, Act, climate change, all of these things that people on the ground, millions of people across the country have been working on that they can pass that over to people to turn into legislation who have lived the shared experiences of what 99% of us us have gone through and who they can Mm. hold accountable to build legislation around people and not corporations and bottom lines. Sorry, it took me a second. I just wanted to make sure. No, 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 no. I, so first off, I've all, I'm looking at Joho like somebody please pass this collection plate because what that's over here is preaching about the injustices. I was like, let me let let me put my address as Tennessee record so I can vote for you on Tuesday. <laughs> let me like find someone. Hey, bitch, can I, can I get a, a late a late late registration? Just have two houses real quick. Let me just do this. Right. See, I'm like, Damn. let me just go ahead and pack up my stuff and move. But no, real talk. I think. Odessa, you really hit a really good point. And I think that you are mentioning, I I think this is why this conversation is so needed. So we spend a lot of time talking about injustice, but we're not talking specifically about the ways. When you talked about over the finish line, Mm -hmm. that is something that really hit me because that's what's happening is that these, there's so many different ways that these when I say these, I say the, and they knew, they know who they are. The people in mm. Congress, the people in Senate, the people that are, that have the power, okay. they're blocking all of these things to keep us out of, of, of equity or out of opportunity. And so I think I love that you speak to that. Well, go ahead, Joho. Uh, well, I was just going to say the same thing. Thank you so much for the answer because it was just so, 
so powerful and you really like you really made a parents to why you're doing this work and i really appreciate uh, mm-hmm. I, I appreciate your attention to like like not not the what of injustice but the why behind the factors that cause the injustice like yes that's something that i don't think is talked about enough people always focus on the what and not the why and what led to that like i recently had a conversation with somebody about about um an issue that we're facing at, it, like in like my in like my my field of work and someone wrote this like really big article about the, the the problems and i like the person asked me what i thought about it and i was like i'm more interested in understanding where the problems came from because i don't really care about the problems the problems like the problems are already there anyways mm-hmm. i can't fix mm-hmm. that what i can fix is understanding what led to that so i appreciate your attention to detail on that because that's a really transformative lens um i would love to talk a little bit about that you are one of several black and queer candidates to run for office this election which is so so incredible and as john said earlier we are we are manifesting you you on that seat could you tell us about what the impact in 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 your mind might be in terms of representation if you're elected when you're elected into office come on win yes when you're right (laughs) i see you speaking (laughs) when we win in eight days i will make history Mm -hmm. as the first openly gay black woman elected to u.s congress that's right you will have a six foot tall very openly gay very pretty very yes. unapologetically yes. black, unapologetically, very unapologetically queer black mm-hmm. woman leading with so many other incredible leaders that we do have in office because what we need to increase is the political will it's the mm-hmm. why yeah. we have the answers mm-hmm. and the solutions the problem is that they fall dead on the congressional floor mm-hmm. leading and i it's an honor to me i didn't even know that this was a thing y'all when i was um when we first launched the campaign um in 2021 i was reading my prospectus and it said it in the prospectus and i was like hold up wait what <laughs> and i think that that was the moment i was like oh this shit is oh, stuff am i allowed to curse i'm sorry you can curse Go maybe ahead. you can say what you want to say on this yes mm-hmm. i got you, you. Better that's when i was like this shit is real you yeah. know and um i think one of the things that you two definitely know Labels are something that people see on us. I just mm-hmm. see myself as me. You know, mm-hmm. am I openly gay mm-hmm. black woman? Yes. You know, but it's other people who remind me of that every day. To me, it's just me moving through and existing mm-hmm. in this earth and this world, right? And I'm incredible. I mean, I'm honored to be able to represent our communities well. Um, I uh, think it also made me really think about presentation. You know, mm-hmm. and it's not to be surface in, in any way or just think about aesthetically, but it's to think about we give so much. We are part of the American fabric and so many things mm-hmm. in mainstream try to other us as though we mm-hmm. have to prove how we are part of the American fabric. No, no. Our ancestor blood is in this ground, you know, mm-hmm. and this is mm-hmm. our country. And the only way to freedom, the only way to liberty, the only way to saving this earth is that it has to go through us. You know, and I wanted to make sure that I can represent that well and how I show up and how I present myself and not always Man. having to talk as though I need to persuade persuade someone as though I'm one of I'm American. No, no. America needs to prove to us that it is evolved enough to understand that the only way to save this country is to accept that we are a part of this country. We are going to build this country. We're going to reshape this country to sound like us, behave like us and legislate like us. 
And, and let me tell you something. The girls are mad. The girls are mad because this is what I'm, I, I'm, I'm picking up, you know, Odessa. And I think this is something that's so interesting. I've always said in my own, like my own work, I've said it's so interesting that folks want to give you the knowledge, but when you actually start to put forth or when you actually start to do something with it or you want to reshape it, folks get mad. And I think that they yeah. understand that so many of us are now starting to peep game. And it's not that we, we've always peeped game, <laughs> but now there are platforms that allow us to be vocal about it. That's the thing that I think that they're very upset about. And so I love that we have so many folks like yourself who are on the campaign trail that are actually saying, nah, 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 girl, what you're doing over there, that gerrymandering and all of these redlining and all of the stuff that you're doing, they gonna fly. I'm gonna go ahead and tell. And I think that's why so many people got issues with Stacey Abram. And I think that's why so many people have so many issues mm. with a lot of other black. I'm not going to make the assumption that Stacey is queer, but I'm saying like so many black, black and queer people who are on the trail, they, they are the ones that are leading kind of this wave. And so, um, I, again, thank you. But again, at the same time, I recognize that this is a heavy lift. And so with that, that thanks the other part of the question that we wanted to ask, you know, I, I've been in spaces with you that are not just on the podcast. And I know you made very vocal before we did the filming a couple of weeks ago, you had noticed that, there have been some experiences that you have had on the trail. And I don't want to necessarily turn this into kind of this, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to, I don't want this to be a trauma informed conversation per se. What I really want to speak to is kind of basically while there has been some negatives on the campaign trail, um, and it would be easy for you to speak to them. And I, I'm pretty sure, um, because didn't you say somebody stole your mailbox? No, they didn't steal it, but they beat the hell out of it. So okay, I knew something happened to your mailbox. Yes, yeah, so we had someone write, someone um, spray painted Trump on the back window. Yeah, we had several, mm. several oh things. God. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I just wanted to make sure that in my mind, I knew what I was talking about. So yes, yeah. there. Ha- I want to make sure I make it very clear that this has not been an easy walk or run for Odessa. But at the same time, I wanted to see, or I wanted to talk to you about any of the positive things that you can share. I mean, specifically, what has it meant for you to be who you are and doing what you're doing at a time where folks are openly trying to take away our rights? It has been the validation that Mm -hmm. I needed, you know. Um, Yeah. Going through the pandemic, yeah. uh, at that point of realizing that I too was starting to feel burnout and being in a nonprofit mm-hmm. space that Jehovah was ta- is speaking of, you know, trying yeah. every, you know, it's like every issue is our issue. It's like we've, the house is always on fire, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, um, I, I call my family the the black the black version of modern family. Me and yeah. my uh, the part of the the mother of my children. You know, we recently separated, well, about two years ago now, but adjusting Mm -hmm. to that, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and have teenagers coming of age. uh, I have been, this has been the validation that I've needed to stand up well. I've gotten so much support, not here locally at home, but across the country. Mm -hmm. And it has been heartwarming to have people just slide in my DMs. just to give uplifting messages or to say, thank you. I needed to hear that. Or just thank you for walking in a room head high, you know, mm-hmm. thank you for mm-hmm. speaking up on a myriad of issues and not issues that are supposedly just LGBTQ issues. Mm-hmm. You know, because right. we're, we're locked. We're doctors, we're lawyers, we're veterans, mm-hmm. you know, we're policymakers. 
<laughs> we're teachers, we're cooks, we're moms, we stressed, we broke, we check the check. Mm. We are everything, you know? <laughs> what, what Beyonce say? Being up, being down, being broke, bounce back. <laughs> yeah, which I love Beyonce. I was like, Beyonce, you really, you, have you been broke before, girl? But. <laughs> Right, T. But anyway, I hear what you said, Odessa. We've been everything. Yes, yes. yes. And so, yeah, it's been very uplifting um, and valid. It, yeah, I can't think of a better word. It's been very validating. To meet people like you, John, thank mm. you for giving me an opportunity, you know, to um, spread my message to a, another platform. Mm. And we need that. So many people out here fronting and just lying. It's okay to say that you're not okay 24-7. Every, you can't be on. You can't be up 24-7. You know? Girl, you you trying to get in touch. I was, I was like, you better hold on to that one, baby. Hold on to that one. Hold on to that. Hold on. We're going to talk about it in a second. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. Okay. Yeah, we're going to talk about it. And, it's, and, it's, yeah. and the love has come from everyone, even here in the South. You know, mm-hmm. um, I want people to know that I think the biggest challenge that I've had here in the South is not being a openly gay black queer woman. It is being that I am the people's choice and not the establishment's choice. And I understand that corruption happens across Democratic and the Republican Party because it's all about money actually at the top and have them doing whatever they possibly can to keep all of us oppressed. Mm. Mm. I know that's right. Damn. I'm like... You got me so like MLK up in here. I see the day. I'm just, I'm literally. Hey, and it was, and it, was a, it was a queer, it was a queer black man, you know, oh, who gave. Mm-hmm. And yeah, oh, who gave, we are gave familiar with our familiar with our Mr. Rustin in, in this house. Yes, yes ma'am. We okay. When you're are. talking about platforms, you're exactly right. The why of what we need of what's happening is the thing that we need to be talking about and what we're missing these days because the solutions have been there. So I am literally picking up um, on the feet of giants who mm. just did not have the platform or the space, you know, to speak these things into existence. So I say to them. Mm. Yes. Mm. I say, mm. yes. Uh, just, I have, I have a bit of a, of a dual prong question. Cause I, I love that you brought up that like, like you, you are more than just queer. You're more than just queer issues. You're more than just queer focused issues. And your campaign focuses on a broad scope of issues. And voting is something that many communities find find uninspired. Meaning that a lot of us, a lot of folks, don't believe that their vote matters, and the political system is messed up regardless. And these feelings are extremely valid with how we see politics play out against our communities. So I'd love to ask to ask two questions. Of one, how do you hold space for the conversation? And like, what are some of your key points of for the necessity of voting and are there some issues that particularly that your campaign stands on that you could share with us um so that they that they, they can consider what you know what whether they're voting in tennessee or any state that they you want them to you want them to think about and i personally would also love i know it's not just queer issues but i'd love to hear about the equality act as well if you can if you want to you can be like no girl go google that and that's fine <laughs> <laughs> no th- uh, that's a good uh, uh... The first question you said, how do I hold space for the conversation? Yes. Mm-hmm. And okay. some okay. and some some of your like key points for the necessity of voting. Sure. Um, I take space wherever it's given or, or I take not. Excuse me. I said that incorrectly. Um, I take space even when it's not given, mm. you know, um, to talk about what is going on. I meet people where they're at. 
Mm. I think me coming out of the organizing space has given me uh, an advantage because the urgency that we have today, Joho and John, is not that we have to find the solutions, as I said earlier. It is that we need to understand how to listen to people and address their urgencies. Mm. That is my cup of tea. That's what I've been doing for years. You know, how do I turn someone's anxiety into a tangible thing that can give them hope or give them some vision that people are listening and mm. working towards the things we need? Um, a couple of things. This this election is when you hear the people say that this country is on a precipice, we are. And this goes a lot further than just us saving the earth because the earth is on fire. I'm so glad that uh, Lula da Silva beat Bolsonaro's the other day. Mm. I cannot wait to be very lean into being a global citizen again. But the responsibility and the obligation of us is that we got to take care of home and our, lo- you know, our house before mm. we can truly lean into being global um, citizens again, you know. Um, a lot of people are frustrated out here and because of that, they are disengaging from the process. If your vote didn't matter, they would not work so hard to try to keep you from having it. Mm, for those of you who feel right. hopeless, for those of you who are disengaged, I urge you to lean in. Everything in life is not going to be easy and it's going to show up in every facet of everything that you do. For young people out here, for people who have never civically engaged, let this be the training ground of you learning how to confront difficult things in your life. Because come 2024, it is going to take every single last thing in every single last person to fight what is coming over the hill. These racist rednecks out here, these greedy corporations, they could care less about the rules. They could care mm-hmm. less about democracy. What they need to feel is though they are, they need you to know that you are inferior to them. That is at the core of their being. And they will destroy this earth and they will destroy this country as long as that can stay a truth for them. Mm. But I mean, if I lived on my knees. So to get in all of this is part of my answer to answering your respect, you know, your question. When we talk about the equality, uh, the equality act. <sighs> First of all, change doesn't happen overnight and it doesn't happen alone, which is why I'm asking people to lean in. You know, um, the Equality Act is, you know, um, I'm trying to think of a, a, a better way to talk about it than just telling someone to Google it. <laughs> We're literally talking about people not being second class citizens, you having the full autonomy to live your life the way that you see fit. Everything about my policy platform, everything about the Democratic platform is to give people the freedom to engage into the process more. And you stifle creativity. You stifle the the vision of what this country can be when you don't have things like the Equality Act in place. When a person has to fight to just exist, then you, you can't think about anything else. So essentially, the Equality Act is saying that we have a right to exist in 100 percent authentically who we are so that we can get to the point of shaping this country to where we need to be. 
so that we can become the people you know, mm. that we need to be to move this country. I, and for me, this, it's uh, just hearing forward. you talk about the mm. Equality Act and talking about where we're at in a world. It's, it's like this notion of my mom would always say, you got to take care of your own house before you try to clean somebody else's. And I think it is important for us to, one, be really concerned about what's happening in our own backyards. But I also think it's really important for us to understand, too, that a lot of and this is something that I've been saying over and over and over again. And I had tweeted this last week and I had said, Y'all are, you know, y'all are not paying enough attention. And I tweeted this with you in mind. I said, y'all are not paying enough attention to these black women who are running for these offices that are trying to tell you that bad is on the way and y'all are not paying attention. And so I think for me, you know, whenever I can listen to a black woman, specifically a black queer woman, I'm going to listen. And I think your, 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 (laughs) your platform has been like, I've been paying attention. And I said, since I've met you, Odessa, (laughs) I've been very, very aware of, of of everything that black women are trying to tell us about what's coming our way. So I, I, I appreciate you speaking to that. I think the, last question that I did want to ask before we jump into our next segment um, and this can just be very brief and succinct if you want it to be I, I think the, the thing that I often hear from a lot of black queer people is them saying I would love to be involved in politics but it's not for me um, what might be the thing that you have learned um, or what advice would you give mm. to a black queer person who is Looking at all of this terrible stuff that's happening, like me and Joe will go back and forth about this all the time. The don't say gay stuff is not impacting us in California, but it's impacting our family in Florida. It's impacting our family in Oklahoma. It's impacting our family in Tennessee. It's impacting our family in Texas, mm-hmm. right? So we have all of these different places that are, that are being impacted right. by a lot of the stuff mm-hmm. that we here in California don't see, but we know it's, it, it's important for black queer folks who are out there that are listening, that are saying, I want to do something at a political level, what advice would you give them? Well, lean in. No, no one is better equipped than you, especially young black or young person of color who is queer. God bless you. Live 100 Mm. and authentically in yourself and use all of your experiences. Okay. And lean into politics, you know, so many people because of some of the the trauma that our communities um have inhibited think right. that they are not mm-hmm. capable of leaning into the Amen. political process but baby mm-hmm. let me tell you everything that you do is political from the, you waking mm-hmm. up in the morning is political the okay. air you breathe is political that was literally the mm-hmm. fight in brazil that Lula just won okay the food you eat is political. Mm. If when you hear these little cracks and they talk about white people shop on the outside of stores and we when they go in the grocery store and we go through the aisles of processed food, all of that's political. Mm-hmm. Every move you make mm-hmm. in your life is political. And young black queer yeah. individuals or people of color, you sit at the intersections of all of it. And it ties back right into what you were talking about, John. Stacey Abrams, Val Demings, back to Shirley Chisholm, Barbara Jordan, me, Odessa Kelly. The Equality Act is literally, for those of you who don't know what it is, you ain't got to Google, your girl got you, okay? This is the Civil Rights Act. Mm-hmm. It was passed in uh, 1964, all right? This is to keep people from discriminating on the basis of gender, uh, sex, uh, and by sex, I mean gender, your sexual mm-hmm. orientation, um, employment, housing, all of these things, you know, are sitting under the uh, uh, Equality Act. 
And a lot of what you hear now, yeah. especially our community getting attacked, it's just a ploy. Okay? It ain't got nothing to do with you. This is a group of people who yep. think that the LGBT, LGBTQ having protection is low-hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. And what they want to do is make our inalienable rights aliable. They uh. want to normalize taking shit away from us. Most of us, I was the first person in my family to be born with a full yeah. set, set of rights. And Same. so therefore, even though I heard the stories of Jim Crow, my parents are born in Jim Crow. The Constitution mm-hmm. has been a backbone of a thing that we think can never be touched. Right? Well, you got some very bigoted, hateful people who are willing to touch it. You have some very greedy people across this country, uh, across this world, who have opened a floodgate just to make more mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. And they have let the crazies loose and they have no idea how to get them back in the box. Okay. And so once one falls, they all start to fall. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I tied it into everything that you were just talking about. You, it is not about being the smartest person in the room. It is about being able to connect with your neighbor, the person next yeah. to you and being intentional about building a society that heals people. That's where we are. Everybody got, we all need a mental health break check check i am a proponent of yeah. universal health care and the biggest piece of it that we need to push is mental health we all got <laughs> that's why i've been saying now, that's why aliens don't like, come and, and visit crazy. us they don't right? come they don't, they don't come visit us because they know that we are crazy and right. they're like what is going on with those people down there <laughs> Absolutely. A lot of the things that we even scale are so far in the spectrum of wrong that we don't even Mm -hmm. understand that. (laughs) You know, even when we start talking about left and right, the work that we do, I'm not, people call me an extreme left and progressive because I want people to not starve. I Mm. want people to not die in the cold. I want people to be paid the dignity and the mm-hmm. worth of the work that they do. And people mm-hmm. are like, yeah, that, that's pretty extreme. <laughs> right, that means right. that the scale that we measure stuff on is completely wrong. Mm-hmm. So before we have the audacity to build a new scale mm-hmm. to where we can really start to yeah. move and evolve yeah. as a society, we have to heal people. We really do. We have to build yeah. legislation that gives people the space and the time to just breathe take a minute for themselves, throw things against the wall, as Joho was talking about earlier with urgency, and really start to make decisions out of wellness. And so that is where I would encourage any person who especially who is LGBTQ, who is queer, who is trans, a person of color, no one knows the urgencies of so many different communities like you do because you sit at the intersection of it. You ain't got to mm. be brilliant and you ain't got to be a policy wonk. What you have to be is intentional. I'm gonna and say this before Joho take us to break, but I'm gonna say a lot of the people community. who are sitting in these positions Damn. aren't the brightest crayons in the box. We have seen that for the last five to seven years. No shade. I'm just saying. <laughs> you, if you understand enough to be able to understand what's going on the around facts. you, I hear Odessa saying you. The call is the, you. 
you can do it. You can do it. And I think it is so important for us to know that, that we are much more smarter and much more, uh, I would say aware is the word. We are so much smarter and so much more aware than what we give ourselves credit for. And I appreciate you, uh, Odessa giving folks that, that kind of push to, you know, come on now, yeah. come on in here. It's the intelligence that we need. So they are intelligent. Yeah. Mm. You know, if we, if we got some idiot that's only looking at what numbers show. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and thinking about money or something structurally, you know, they are they are not intelligent. If you can't Mm. see into empathy, if you can't have the emotional intelligence, if you can't have the social intelligence to meet people where they at, we don't need you. Adessa, thank you for the amazing call to courage. That was everything you said. This entire conversation has been so powerful and so special and something that like. I'll, I'll just say like I, I came in not like mm-hmm. I came in not knowing what to expect and coming out with so much rich so much richness so thank you so much for for showing up with us today you know they always Ooh. say to not so discuss politics with new friends but we are here demonstrating the conversation can be informative and inspiring <laughs> so we can go celebrate with some sticky buns from John's little shop down the street and we'll be right back out, <laughs> we'll be right back after this break I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. The wait is over. The Shy returns May 10th on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply.
All right, everybody. So we're about to get, get into our next segment, How You Healing. Um, and for those of you who are new to the show, as well as you, Odessa, you a new guest, this segment <laughs> is a segment where we specifically talk about maybe little things, big things, whatever the case may be, that we are doing work around, per se. We're doing our own work over here, right? Uh, a little bit of an Anyama uh, Van Zant moment. We're doing our work. And yes. so I kind of wanted to chat. You had mentioned this earlier, Odessa, and I said it ties so good into this section. Um, I wanted to chat about the feeling that I don't know if you all feel, but as a Black Fat Femme, I stress often about feeling like I have to always show up as if I'm doing well. And then I had, I was being on Twitter, wasting time like I always do. And <laughs> there's a user, um, I want to shout them out, Fearless Lori underscore on Twitter noted, um, nobody has it all together. Some of us just not crying online about it. Some of us just not putting others <laughs> down to make us seem more secure about it. And some of us just actively fixing every piece of our life that mm. we don't like. And I saw the tweet start going mm. viral and I said, she spoke a word there. Um, and so I wanted to have a conversation about how do we navigate the toughness exhaustion that comes with trying to keep up with life, right? Like trying to keep up with everything we're trying to do in life, our careers, our families, you know, trying to be a better person, even when the world is not being good to us. Right. And then really thinking about to the intersections of just life, being black, being queer, being fat, being femme, all these different pieces and feeling like they're oftentimes like fighting against each other. And so I wanted to ask, and Odessa, I'll go ahead and I'll ask you first. We always like to ask our guests first in any of our segments, what are we doing to make sure that we keep doing the work to become a better version of ourselves, considering Life doesn't make it easy for us. So I just wanted to see if that makes sense and just kind of see where y'all minds was with it. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, damn, I'm, so, I'm mad I missed that tweet because I sure would have liked it. And we, you, know, <laughs> you still can. Just, you still can. We can yeah. after the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that that is the reason I moved my activist and organizing work into with a, I gave it an economic framing mm. because a lot of these mm. things I was failing myself at trying to accomplish because the things that I was obligated to do and may not always want to do like I, I worked two jobs for 10 years yeah while raising kids you know and y'all if y'all don't know the the impact that can just have on you a relationship my partner would just say hi, good, you know, good morning some days, and I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got my own toxic it's shit. Real. Right? It's <laughs> real. And it's like that stress is coming from something else, and I mm -hmm. am exerting my trauma and projecting that shit on someone else, you know? Right, right. And um, I think that. I'm sorry, can I just. Good morning? What you mean by good morning? <laughs> <I know. laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to say it. I had to say yeah, it. Go off. You on. know, and it, to, it, I, it, it took me a while to like come to that when they, you know, you know, um, and getting closer in relationships, you know, the person tell you about your shit. I'm like, I didn't do no shit like that. They're absolutely right. I did it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and me thinking about where that comes from and why this, I see it show up 24 seven. In, in so many things, you know, and there's people projecting their own hurt and their own trauma, their own frustrations on so many other people. Um, the Breakfast Club, Charlemagne the God, 
Yeah. Uh, I got turned on to that uh, several years ago and watching Charlemagne's growth and talk about mental health has been very helpful to me because there's a lot of guests on and I've always, you know, I think Brene Brown yeah, was man. the first person to get my attention. Mm. And it's a white woman, you know, I don't think she's still a well-to-do white woman, you know, who has a lot of resources, but Bre- Brene Brown, as I brought her books. I was like, okay, this is impressive. She's the one white girl I trust for sure. Right. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Definitely that. But we have now black people who are sitting in these spaces, like you talking about, who've been doing this work. And I'm just now doing a deep dive, you know, into these people who've been working in mental health and talking about it and normalizing that we have to speak about it. You know, Um, I think that um, it is we're at the beginning of doing this work. There are a lot of people individually who have been looking into it. A shout out to you're in California. Every time I go to Cali, I'm like, oh, okay, Cali, a whole different type of black people. They've been doing (laughs) this shit for a minute. (laughs) <laughs> especially mm-hmm. you know shout out to oakland in the bay area i was gonna say them the, no. us bay area negroes we we hit different we hit different I'll than the uh, socal people on it. you know it. On it. you know um there's several people there who helped me along too and just like being with vulnerability and recognizing you know um yeah. um that this is needed and how to do this and the practices that are needed <laughs> excuse my dog yeah my it's apologies. okay you know, I got but, like um, you know, I, I can't give, I am excited to do a deep dive into this work. Yeah. Uh, that's why I'm running for U.S. Congress. I want to move as many damn barriers out of people's way so that they can mm. breathe and have the time to do this. You mm. know, um, how many times have y'all seen people get, you know, let's, I don't know what UCLA, USC, get a $60 million grant to do studies in the hood or black communities and be like, black kids have asthma or, you know, we eat. (laughs) We already know that, you know, you could take 1 million and $60 million grant and probably pay off all the debt in the hood. You know, we we ain't got debt because we own fucking yachts. We got debt because, you know, we were late on a payment. We were late on a payment. Like, we had two tires blow out. Something yeah. like that, right? Yeah. My engine you know? went out and I couldn't get to work. Yeah. Right. You could take mm-hmm. half that money and buy, you know, go go buy 100,000 couches and put them in the middle of Crenshaw. I'm, yeah. I'm just naming places. I'm sorry, people in LA. I don't really... I'm just naming... <laughs> no, it's true. Places <laughs> I know they're supposed to be black. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know. I'm pretty sure they've gentrified those too. You're speaking truth, though. I saw a yes. meme where um um what's what beast mode uh out of out of uh Oakland was like Oakland look different these days. I see they gentrifying everywhere, you know. They are um, they are but you know, whatever those places are, you could probably put a hundred couches on the street and just let people talk their ish out, yep. you know. And that'll and that is what we need, and that is mental health. You know, a lot of this is pent up frustration, it's passed down trauma, you know, and it is impacting us in a way that we don't understand why people need it too. Why a white woman told me the other day she was like, "I really want to be an ally because of how black people have been traumatized by slavery." I'm like, "You and your entitlement. That is, it, slavery has obviously impacted you too to think that you were." <laughs> Right, you know, right. But you can right. be the savior of our community, you know. And like, I want your allyship. 
you know, but you too. If operate you don't in, get on, <laughs> right? You operate in whiteness right. too, and right. you know right. we all have this work and healing to do. So that's the best answer I can give you. I was, I'm, I love the podcast, Black Fat and Film, because this is like Thank us you. normalizing us as who we are and exactly. existing. It's part of that. So. Sorry if you mm-hmm. wanted a more in-depth answer. That's the best answer. No, I it's can give no. You. Maybe that it. was in-depth. Okay. That was great. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I go, um, I'm processing and thinking at the same time. I love, I love this question, John. I love this tweet, and I was that's definitely been the my biggest realization in my in my mid twenties because now my late twenties, so my mid twenties. Uh-huh. Yeah. Biggest realization was that we're all just trying to make it. Yeah, very much giving. I'm gonna do the best I can, but what I got, that's how very mm-hmm. I feel. Shout out to Mariah. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm in the midst, I'm in the midst of my uh Saturn return, which is this time period between 27 and 29, where astrologically, if you believe in all this stuff, Saturn returns to position where it was when you were first born and it ushers you into true adulthood. And I, I think what I take from this to address your question is that I have to strive to be open to continual continual iterations of myself and others around me like i will never fully have it all together because Mm. everything around me is always changing and i'll have my periods of stability and i'll have my periods of uncertainty and many times like i'm sure many times they'll exist together in different aspects of my life like i'll i'll have it together financially and i will be a wreck emotionally or have it together in my friendships and not have a man like you know like it, Mm. it, it will exist simultaneously um, so I, I, I really do hear that. And I really love that the, the, uh, Miss Fearless Lori put, put like, like, we're, new, we're, like we're, we're not just all here crying about it because I think there is this also this like idea of performing, if like yes. performing that you're doing well or performing mm-hmm. you're not doing well. And it's like, there, like, I often like, particularly, particularly when it comes to Twitter, I often will see a tweet and I'm like, I wonder if this person thought, sat there and was like, does this have to go out today, or does right. this kind of just right. just just stay in just stay in the drafts and not? <laughs> it have could to, have stayed in the drafts. Stay in the drafts. Yeah, that's how I operate all the time. And like, because I mean, because like, the, there are things where I'm like, you know what? If I really want to, I could I could like dominate Twitter too. Light but I gotta share everything. I gotta share everything. It's okay. Up, yes, and I yes, same. Because there are days, and even for me, right? You know, one day I could be crying. You know, like shout out, we get shouted out all all over social media and it can be all beautiful and then the next minute i'm i'm ready to go off because something went wrong at the ticket counter but i think at the same time as i think the the duality that we have to really think about is in our lived experiences is and this is why i wanted to highlight this is because sometimes i feel like and i'll say daily i feel like i'm dealing with this lingering feeling Mm. of girl you are not doing enough and i'm like Mm. nigga i'm just trying to survive to be the best version of myself Damn, like, can I just breathe? And so Mm -hmm. I really wanted to check in with both of you because I believe it's important to say that we are doing, like you said earlier, Joel, we are doing the best that we can with what we got. And a lot of us, we, and and so I'll say this, this is a real moment for me. There are days where some days where I'll look around and I'll be like, ooh, child, I'm so worried about keeping all of the stuff that I've manifested. But then there are moments where I'll look around and I'm like, I really came from nothing. Like, I really did all this mm. shit by myself. Like, mm-hmm. I have this really nice apartment and where I, you know, in the city. I almost told y'all where I live, child. I have this really <laughs> nice apartment where I live. You know, I have a nice car. I have money in the bank. My bills are paid. My partner's bills are paid. Like, we're doing okay. 
And so I think in those moments, you know, when we're, when we're, when we're kind of rushing to the social medias and, and looking at all the people who quote unquote got it together, you know, I think about there's an influencer who just something recently just came out about an influencer who owed all this money on a rent and back rent. No shade, but I'm just saying. I, I want to use that as an example as it, it, you know, not everybody has it together. We are doing the best that we can and that's mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Can I say something as well? Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I think that is, I will say that is a trigger for me. Yeah. A, shout out to everyone who is doing the work to try to do the best that they can yeah. because there are some who aren't and they hide it, mm-hmm. you know, for instance, um, like this whole, that all that Kevin Samuel, like, and I'm not talking about someone who has passed away. Yeah. But I see so many individuals instead of embracing and leaning into their growth. Yeah. What they do is embrace the mask or veil that has been given mm-hmm. for them to never address it. Uh yeah. as a black as a as a, a black woman who believes in God, yeah. I call the I call the church out. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. because we have so much toxic masculinity. Mm. We have so much hatred that is veiled and and guised as Christianity. Yeah. And that Mm. is, and we have so many people who will take that route so that they don't have to do the work on themselves to get better. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I see it in our community. There, there is anti-blackness that runs through the LGBTQ community. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so many times, like one of the issues I've had here in getting some of the uh, white male, men who are part of our community on board with my campaign is for the fact that I call them out for being racist. Yeah. I it's call real. you out for being corporatist, mm-hmm. you know, and for upholding oppressive values. Yeah. You're working your ass off Oof. and your equality is to become the oppressor. Right. Mm-hmm. And if there's mm-hmm. anywhere we can eradicate this behavior and model how to move forward is in our community. You know, mm-hmm. I will say that is a trigger because I think we have to hold people accountable who are not doing the work to be the best that they can. They lazy yeah. ass just leaning in into, you know, all this mm. BS. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, you said that. And I, I, I appreciate you calling people out and calling people in because I yes. think that's going to be the only way that we can genuinely change this idea that we're always having to be okay while struggling yeah. to be okay. Cause a lot of us are, and I, I, I've said that in so many different iterations, this, the pandemic has really challenged me in a lot of different ways. And that was one of the biggest ways for me to say, girl, you got to step back and say, you know what? You're doing all right. And you're doing the best you can. But with mm-hmm. that being said, we are going to move into our last uh, segment in just a second. Uh, we have to take one more break before we get there. But when we come back, we're going to get into our weekly yes ma'ams and no man pams. We will be back in a second. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. The wait is over. The Shy returns May 10th on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. All right, everybody. So welcome back. We are going to get into our yes ma'ams and our no ma'am pams of this week. So Odessa and for folks who are joining us for the first time, this is the part of the show where you can either big up someone or tell someone to simmer down. Um, I wanted to ask you if you have any yes ma'ams or no ma'am pams for this week. I'm pr- can we start with Joho? Let, give me a second. Go, Let me see. <laughs> go ahead. Okay. So Joho, you go ahead and get into yours. I'll do okay, mine. Yes. And we'll come back to you, Odessa. Okay. 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 Uh, so my yes, ma'am. Ooh. Okay. Uh, my yes, ma'am is going to be to all of us flexing our civic duty to vote either yes. when this podcast comes out or before then. Um, hopefully, if you if you have a, if you have a million ballot, um, or by showing up out at the lines and doing it too, it's a yes, ma'am mm-hmm. to all that because mm-hmm. as Odessa so beautifully painted for us earlier how necessary and valid it is for us to do it. And the point that that doesn't make earlier, if you vote to the account, they'll not spend so much time trying to get you out, out of it. So yeah. why not use that power as a big fuck you to all the bitches who are out here trying trying to, 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 to stomp on your light? Yes. My yes. no ma'am, my no ma'am Pam. Oh, oh, so my no ma'am Pam. Okay. Take myself back, breathe a little bit because there was this Rolling Stone article that jumped to, to Swift's defense about the removal of the word fat from her video. And I'll just point out, because last week I was like, will will she have a statement? She does not, still. So there's that. Um, and I just, I just don't believe that it was a good article. And it made me sad because, <laughs> like, the, it, like, as someone with a writing background, I was like, this is not a good article. Like, yeah. and, and not, be, not because of the subject matter. Like, I can love any good rebuttal it just right. wasn't it just wasn't that good like and i'm sad because like the writer's a queer person i don't want not queer work you know i i like me some rolling someone say i love me some rolling stone, but i like me some but rolling you stone. gotta own it sometimes and queer work is it, trash yeah. <laughs> it, it, i was like 
like work is trash. It was just not beneficial to the to, like, to the discourse at all. Like right. this person took a very clear stance. Like the headline was like Taylor Swift removed her video because people complained. And it's like, okay, that's the oversimplification of what right. is actually happening. Mm-hmm. Then like then the article goes into like it like it, you know, it discusses that people Repeat, like, and people were saying like like that they're mad, but they didn't get into the why they're mad. Like you know, to what we right. said earlier this episode. Like I'm not interested in the what happened. Interested in the why, what factors went into that. So no discussion about the implications about fat, about using the word fat against when a world full of fat people who experience really very real harm for that. No discussion about like the implications of medical fat phobia and bias we experience mm-hmm. in our lives. Mm-hmm. Like it just to chalk it down to people was just mad. Like bitch, no. No one cares about Taylor Swift that much that we that we like want like no one wants to no one wants to tell her she can't do her art and the 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 best part of the article was that there there was a, a quote that they used at the end about when art does or does not become permanent and like when art has to shift itself and like that's a really real question and also like as as uh, Caleb Luna Caleb Luna Chairbreaker wrote in their tweet th- there is no world in which Taylor Taylor Swift as a millionaire white woman is a victim here. But there's just no, there is just no world which in that exists for me. And so for, for like, so like, and this is an interesting moment because also like Taylor has had a history of victimizing herself in my opinion. And she hasn't done that at all in this, in this, she just took the thing down and that was great of her. She could do more still, but whatever. But this, rider then then victimizes her which is also a problem like you victimized her as well like maybe she was her cool taking it down do it her, her stands well, are stands. going to victimize her it was no just if she says it or not that's just how it, they yeah. do and it's just like that to me is a problem within itself so I'll, I'll just say it was just not like sis try again you could do so much better like you could have you could have you could have had more nuance like and that's the thing is like for a publication like Rolling Stone, I would have thought there would have been a bit more nuance to it. Like, girl, I have seen the reporting from like from like it from the insert local paper here. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it was just it was not giving what they thought not, it was giving. I'm sure they thought it was giving a lot from a local. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you better say that. Dare uh, I say Orange County Register could do better? Yeah. Like, and they don't even exist no more, child. Is <laughs> that is the shade? The shade. Uh, but no, y- your point was made, and I, I definitely hear you, Joho. I, yeah, Odessa, do you have something? Yeah, I think Joho. Thank you for setting the tone. <laughs> and now that I really understand the no, ma'am, yes, ma'am, I'm probably, yeah. about, to get in, I'm probably about to get in trouble. But oh but well, go off, go Here off, go. Ma'am, go off. So my yes, ma'am, mm-hmm. is to I forgot who who it was, but someone called out the fact that the DNC has not been helpful in supporting uh, black female candidates, especially like Val Demings and uh, Sherry Beasley, Mm -hmm. who are both running respectively in Florida and North Carolina, Mm -hmm. you know, and I have experienced that as well. And and so many of us have, you know, they do not, the the Democratic Party cannot win anything, anything without without the black vote. Mm -hmm. And it is exploitation to put our faces on stuff. Yep. To use us and to not auth- authentically lean into our races, you know, and to give us mm. the adequate support that is needed. Yeah. So um, that is uh, my yes, ma'am, for that being called out. And my no, ma'am, is uh-huh. also the media trying to justify 
racism and hatred. Mm. When we talk about Trumpers and say mm-hmm. that these people have been lied to, no, you are giving them space to be humanized yep. as though so that they can be reached. These are people who are doctors, who are lawyers, rocket scientists, mathematicians, and everything else. Yet, not, none of the rest of us bought the lie. Why? Right. What makes them so different from us? Mm. I need the media to start calling a spade a spade. These are racist. These are bigots. These mm-hmm. are hateful people who want to do harm to all of us, and they mm. will destroy this earth and planet to do so. Yep. Y'all know that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And when you don't call it out, you create chaos and keep people sitting on the sideline when you should be the one ringing the alarm louder than anyone so people mm-hmm. lean into this fight. So that is yeah. my no ham. The media's got to do a better job of always trying to justify hatred because white people don't know how to hold other white people accountable. This to be honest. This to be real about yeah, what it it's is. Real. It's they real. always want to justify it. That's why I hate this Dahmer shit. Trying to humanize, oh, baby. <laughs> so I got you. I got you. I got you. Let me go ahead. Let me go ahead. Let me go ahead. Let me go ahead. You can pass the baton to me. I got this. So uh, my yes, ma'am, for the week is to everyone. Um, so my yes, ma'am, for the week is to everyone holding these politicians accountable, specifically with all the shit that we're seeing here in Los Angeles. So I don't know if any mm-hmm. of you all know, but no it is. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So that part, yes, Um, I cannot vote for her because I don't live in Los Angeles County. <laughs> but what I will say is I support uh, Karen Bass and all that she stands for. Um, mm-hmm. but I do say that I feel like folks are not talking enough about it. Um, but it is nice to see non-black family members telling these raggedy ass, you know, racist people that are doing and saying racist shit behind doors mm-hmm. that it's not welcome. Excuse me, that it's not welcomed in 2022 and that we not going to have it going into 2023 either. So thank you for everybody. Okay. Who is standing up and getting a lot of these raggedy ass politicians up out of here? Um, as for my no man pants, so this, let, let's go ahead and let's talk about this. Ryan Murphy. <laughs> now, rarely do I call out people publicly like this because, you know, when I'm gonna just say this when my mama yelled at me like this, it's because she loved me. <laughs> so I'm gonna just. Say uh, what needs to be said about Dahmer. We really need to stop trying to justify that show. And I need Ryan to stop it too. Because, so I'll say this in clear transparency, that I watched it. I watched it because I'm a very big Nisi supporter. I'm a big believer of when I see Black people in important roles, even if people are saying, oh, the content is questionable, I'm like, well, we rarely get Black people in roles like that. So I, I gotta support, right? I knew they were telling the story from the Black uh, perspective. Um, however, what I'm starting to find a problem with is that, um, I wish Ryan would just own that he did it and that folks are dragging him because of it, right? And that's the thing I think that's been bugging me the most about it from a creative perspective. When you create something and you put it out into the world, you have to know that people are going to critique it. And there have been a lot of black and brown people who are critiquing Ryan, not specifically the Dahmer series, but they're critiquing Ryan from a larger perspective of saying Ryan continues to profit off of the pain of LGBTQ people, but more in this case of Dahmer, 
black queer people. My thing is this, and this is where my head has been, and then we'll wrap this the segment up. He said that he went to all of the families of the people who were connected to this Dahmer story, and none of them responded. That would have been a green light to me, or even a red light, I should say. That would have been a red light to me to say, maybe we shouldn't do this show. If none of the family is reaching back out to me, and I'm calling from a very big studio, I would say, let me just go ahead and pause that because maybe this might not be a good idea. Um, mm. And so recently, as of recent as yesterday, he went on to say, I don't know if you all saw the comments that he recently made, but he went on to say that he doesn't think that all queer stories have to be happy stories. Um, and honestly, girl, I, I'm just tired. I'm tired <laughs> of hearing you justify yourself as the villain in the LGBTQ community when we already have enough villains. Like, we don't need anybody else to be a villain when mm-hmm. we are all villainized in the community as a whole. And so I just, yep. I'm tired. I'm really tired of, I, I'm tired of the Dahmer conversation. I'm tired of Ryan Murphy. I'm tired of Ryan Murphy trying to justify the idea that he, he's not, he knows people are trying to give him the information to do better. And he is actively ducking and dodging it. And it's just <laughs> old. It's just old. And I'm really, really tired of it. I mm. also want to say this. Someone else I know tweeted that they were in a bar this weekend and that they saw two people dressed up as Dahmer for Halloween. By the time you hear this article, Halloween will have been over. I would like to say a swift and loud fuck you to anybody who dressed up as Dahmer for Halloween. Um, Not only is it insensitive, but it also tells me as a queer person that you don't give a shit about the experiences or the trauma or the pain or the fear that we mm-hmm. have as black queer people. Um, It's not funny. It's not cool. And I honestly mm-hmm. hope your credit score drops substantially from being so <laughs> dense. Okay. Uh, I just, I genuinely uh, hope your credit score drops <laughs> at least a good Smith 50 to 60 points. Honey, like, don't take a hundred off. Uh, take I, was, I was like, off. go for a hundred. Go for a hundred. <laughs> take them off. Oh, you spoke something golden <laughs> and you said something I hope that isn't missed. Like Nori with the, uh, 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 what's it called? The uh, drunk what is it? Drunk podcast that um, yeah yeah yeah. Nori held himself accountable and said, "I did that shit. My bad. It shouldn't yeah. happen." Right, right, right. Ryan Murphy needs to take a a swift lesson from that. Own mm. your shit. You own know, it. you can just, just simply say, shit. "Yo, I put this yeah. out. I fucked up. It wasn't good. A lot of people hate it. I'm really sorry." Mm-hmm. And, and there, mm-hmm. and there you are. You know. And another, people another, still watch your shows like people still they only watch it more if you apologize people, like, oh. yeah. people will and and that's the thing about and that's the thing I think that bugs me I know we have to go but I think the biggest part for me that bugs me in all of this is knowing that Ryan will continue to be successful even in the moments mm-hmm. that he continues to use our stories and our pain as a plot point for many of his of his shows mm-hmm. and I, it's not to say mm-hmm. that I don't watch them yes me and my partner are trying to slowly get through American Horror Story this season it's awful but I will say like there there comes a point where you just have to say girl what you what you're giving is no longer giving and I think yeah. you know in 2010 a lot of this playing around and dancing around the pain of black and queer people was was entertaining and it was something that nobody was talking about but in 2022 girl you got can you come up with something else can you come up yes. with something else like yes. I just really mm. wish he would come up with something fresh 
because he's a very creative man. And I just, you know, it, it, it really bugs me that he's still here. Um, and again, mm. eventually he will end up getting left. So I, that's, that's all I'm going to say on that. But what I, with that being <laughs> said, um, I really just want us all to do better. And, and ultimately I hope that he follows suit. Well, with that being said, please send us your thoughts, your feedback and your email to the black fat femme podcast. Uh, by using the email blackfatfempod at gmail.com. You can also send us your thoughts via social media by interacting with our post on Instagram and Twitter by using the handle blackfatfempod. Um, critiques and negative views, you know where to send them. Um, you know, talk to Jesus. Don't talk to us. <laughs> with that being said, we want to know where we can find you. So, Odessa, let us know where folks can find you on the interwebs through November 8th. Absolutely. To everyone out here who can hear my gorgeous voice, my melodic <laughs> tone, yes. you can't yes, see my God. gorgeous face. Mm-hmm. On IG and Twitter, you can go to Odessa Kelly TN. All right. And that is where I lay. Yes, if you are no. on Facebook, Odessa Kelly for Congress, hit me up. My okay. website is odessaforcongress.com. And I'm coming to uh, California. That is the place where I tend to start my healing journey after yes. this election. So mm. you might just see me walking down the street. Come on Don't down. Come no on Maybe let us know when you're here. Experience. Yes, yes, we'll take you to eat. Come on down. Please, Come on I will down. definitely I'm coming. I'm coming. Yeah. But thank, thank you. Let me give y'all y'all flowers as well. Yes, love. A lot of people it. don't say it, but y'all do great work. You thank give you. me validation. You give millions of others validation in just existing and being here. And I cannot say thank you enough on the behalf of the millions of people who tune in and need to just hear this as a quick breath of fresh air before they get back into the trap, to the fight, the struggle, Mm -hmm. the trenches, wherever they are. So thank you, Johnny Joho, for allowing me the opportunity to come on here and to be able to spread my message and to just share space with you wonderful people. It's a beautiful message. It's a good message. It's a needed message. We are so thankful to have you. Joho, where can the dolls find you, baby? Mm, Babies, y'all can find me at Joho Downs across socials and at the polls twerking for votes. And yes, that was a double (laughs) entendre, bitch. Okay. (laughs) Exercise your rights. I can stop shaking my ass. My knees is tired. Yes, God. At the polls. (laughs) P-O-L-L-S and P-O-L-E-S. At the polls. I support that. Well, as for me, you know you can find me on social media bullying Costco about bringing back their cakes. <laughs> the same way I bullied McDonald's to bring back the orange high seat and Starbucks to bring back the eggnog latte. Oh, that was you? <laughs> that was all me, baby. We have, that was all me. I, am, I will bully the hell out of a social, out of somebody's social to get something to come back. I will use my following for good. But with that being said, you can also find me on social using the handle at Dr. John Paul. Or you can visit my website at www.drjohnpaul.com. We want to thank our producers, Jonathan Strickland and Tari Harrison, and our team over at iHeartMedia who keep this show going. We would also like to shout out our wonderful editor, Chris Rogers, because without them, like we say weekly, there would be no show and no magic. That has been our show. Thank you for listening. And remember that you have 16 days to try to start perfecting that macaroni and cheese recipe. You have been warned. You have been warned. You cannot say that I did not tell you. With that, we will catch you later. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.